0: Hi, how are we? Good. Um, hey, I've been excited about this week um, because it's been really good for me. I don't know about where you're at with this idea of trust, but I know that the generous heart of God, who loves us more than we can, you know, fathom and understand, loves us in a way that um, it can feel almost foreign to us, Right? Because we um, think of everything through sort of our human experience and existence. And trust is a thing that we really struggle with. I will not ask you to raise your hand. But do you now or have you in your life struggled with trust? Right? It is the thing. I love it. We got some hand raised. I got some head nods. I got some eyes like they got really big. I think it's part of the human experience that we all absolutely can understand. Right? When you, have you ever got like a new job or um, you were part of a, um, a uh, when you were a student, a part of a student organization or something like that where you had to do these team building, trust building activities? Do you remember those? You'd have to go and like go through these like ropes courses. I hated the ropes course, right? You're like team would have to like pick you up. In what world do I want people to pick me up? I'm self-conscious, right? I Don't, don't pick me up. It's awkward. I don't like any of it. Or the trust falls. Maybe it went something this like, like this. Close your eyes, all right, and then everybody fill in and we're going to ask you to fall and then they will catch you. So you have to trust us. So I'm going to count to three. Just relax and fall, okay? One, two, three. No <laughs> no way, no way. <laughs> That guy's gonna leave with more trust issues. Like that didn't, that didn't help his overall situation. <laughs> but I do. I remember. I I worked for. Um. I worked in higher ed for a long time, right? Like so, I worked with college students for years and years. And so, especially in the field of housing and residence life, like we ask a lot of those. There, it is a high level of, of of leadership and uh and all to work together across campus. Oh man, the trust falls all the time, all the time. There's actually, I don't want to tell you, there's these really great compilations where they just, it all goes wrong. Like they fall crooked, people aren't paying attention, people get dropped, it's wonderfully terrible. Um, But I was like, I, I just have to pick the one or we could go down the same rabbit trail that I went down. But it is that idea of you can't sort of, especially like you can't sort of see what's happening in this, tra- you're looking straight ahead and you know, <laughs> just looking at your face is like horrified. And these people are behind you and they make this promise to you. And then you just have to let it go and hope for the best, right? That, it really is for as ridiculous as, it, as these uh, ideas feel, and this, especially ideas of trust falls. It's actually an excellent illustration of what trust is really all about. It's this idea that can I put my trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. If you are young, maybe younger and in this room, especially if you have your driver's license or recently had your driver's license, your parents gave you the big trust talk, right? Like, listen, I'm going to give you my trust, but if you break that trust, right? Like if if you just continue to not come home on time or if you break curfew, like you're going to break that trust and that trust is going to be really difficult for me to give back to you. And they have the face, and if they could, like the Full House music would be playing in the background for when they learn the lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like our parent, you as parents, you can remember giving the trust talk. I remember the first time that I broke Kathy Longcore's trust. That's my mom, and um, she. I was, you know, I was out, and I was a pretty good kid in high school, right? Like I, I wasn't. I mean, I was just hanging out with my friends, right? Like alcohol wasn't a thing yet, and all those kinds of, so I was just, if I was hanging out with friends, I was having good, clean fun, maybe we TP'd somebody, but it was fine, because it was like someone from church, Um, or trip, it was trip sometimes, we TP'd you a couple times, we sure did, we had to clean, then she had it cleaned up the next day, and our moms didn't believe that we went to TP her house, that's a whole different story, Um, but I remember, I, I went out, and I broke curfew, and I knew I was breaking curfew, because I was leaving the house at the time I was supposed to be home because that to me was close enough, right? Like, Carrie, I need you to be home by 11.30. I will leave their house at 11.30. And Kathy Longcore was standing with her arms crossed in her bathrobe in pajamas in the kitchen waiting for me. And there was a trust conversation that took place after that, right? Like in that moment, um, she's a worrier. And so she's, of course, anytime I'm late, I'm turned over in a fiery car wreck. She just knows it, right? And so I made her worry, and she could she felt like she couldn't trust me. Like you, I said, be back at this time, and I trust you to go and to you know have a good time and to be safe and appropriate, and that you'll come back when you said you were going to. And this is how we often talk about trust with each other with our kids. It's this idea that um, if I'm going to give you my trust. You have to earn it. It's not just this thing that I'm just going to give you all willy-nilly. It's this thing that you have to earn. And I get it. It makes sense. It's something that is maybe built up that we have to say, all right, I'm going to give you my trust, and if you break it, then we're going to have to spend some time so you can earn it back. It makes perfect sense. It's the way we all work. It's the way that I work. Um, But man, the more and more, there's nothing biblical about it. It's the human lens that we've put on things, but in in God's sort of generous way that he loves and cares for us, there's nothing really biblical about that idea of this earning of something, this earning of my trust, of your your worthiness to get back in my good good graces so that I can trust you again. Because God has been trusting us with ridiculous things since the very beginning. We kind of spent some time in um, um, Genesis last week just talking about the idea of creation how he gave us everything um, that we could ever want, and he created it beautifully for us to to enjoy. Things didn't have to be as magnificently beautiful as they were, but he did that because of his love for us. I think they're going to like this. These mountains, they're going to dig these mountains. I'm going to make them. But then he also went a step further and said, I will now place you as people in charge of everything. You are in charge of my creation, Um, to rule over it, to care for it, that's your responsibility. We could have another conversation about how we're doing on that, (laughs) but he gave it to us right away. The second thing is then he also gives us his message of the gospel to spread in the world, right? When Jesus leaves and goes into heaven, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and I will go ahead and go ahead and just transfer that to you. You get that. You will go and you will speak my name and my message and you will talk about the salvation and the free gift of Jesus Christ. You're going to go and do that. That's now your job. That's an immense amount of implicit trust that God gives us when we have a not awesome track record. Right At that point in time, of all the things that, that people as individuals did, but as, as the, the Jews did as a, as a nation... They have a long history of losing what we could say of losing trust, right? Of not doing it right, of of walking away, of saying no, of breaking their promise, of not doing what they said they were going to do, of not trusting God, of going in a different way. They have a terrible track record. And he says, I'm going to put you in charge still to spread my message. That's going to be your job. And then we also... Get to represent him in the world. You get to be like Jesus. It says in First John. I love that passage. In this world, you are like him. So that's a, that's a huge responsibility. When we carry the name of Christian, when we profess who we believe in, that's part of our responsibility. And he trusts us with that. If you were to give yourself a report card, how are you doing? How are we doing? How does the church do? Parent-teacher conferences could be a rough conversation, right? We don't always do well. We don't get to, we don't ever do enough where we can earn it. But he keeps giving it to us freely. Just, I'm gonna keep trusting you. I'm gonna keep trusting you. You have done everything you can at this point to, to, to make if it, was, if it was really a parent-like kind of uh, relationship, we would be so grounded, right? There would be all the love in the world, but we would also say, well, I, I cannot trust you. You've got to show to me that you can be trusted with these things. We have to sort of build it back up. But it is most, in the most famous passage talked about love, it's, if you've been to weddings, it's at, it's at so many weddings, it's 1 Corinthians. Can you put that part up? And it says, and you know this, I bet if you closed your eyes you'd know it by heart, because love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dis- dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it's not all these things. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always It always hopes, and it always perseveres. Trust is a hallmark of love. To put your trust in someone, it's a hallmark of love. God's given us this trust. He reminds us that this is the way we are to love one another. Trust is implicitly part of the way that we love people well. Because God's saying, I trust you to do these things. I have since the beginning of the creation of the world. But you also can trust me. God says, I am trustworthy. I will do exactly what I say I will do. The next slide is um, from Proverbs, right? Uh, this was one of those um, high school graduation cards, right? And so sometimes it's like, it's just this thing that we say, but it, I mean, listen to what, this, the, the, what the guy's saying here. Uh, Solomon wrote this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's trustworthy. You can put that, that is not, that is a place that, it will, be, that will, it will be cared for. You can trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make straight your paths. God's saying, you you can trust me. I am worthy of it. I will will hold it carefully and I I will not let you down. I'm the Lord your God and I am trustworthy. You You can lean on me. You can look to me. You can abide in me. You can give me your stuff and I won't hold it against you. You can trust me with it. right? He allows us to sort of engage in this two-way relationship. When we think of the ways that relationship works, it's got to be sort of, we talk about this two-way street. You give and you get, you give and you get. You you try to communicate well and all these things. And the God of the universe says, yeah, I'm down for that. I created you for relationships, and so I'm going to treat you that same way. I'm going to invite you in to a real relationship with me where I give you trust and you can give it back to me. And when you think about it like that, that's that's sort of mind-blowing to me a little bit. The God of the universe wants to enter in this kind of relationship with me and puts it in a way that I understand it into these sort of human parameters and standards when it comes to how much I will love you and I will give you the trust, the, the thing that is so difficult for us to give. My friend, of a friend of mine... Um, Anytime you're starting a new relationship, right? Whether it's a dating relationship, whether it's it's a friendship, and you're sort of discovering like how you how you interact, what they um, what they like and don't like, like how they communicate, right? And so in the beginning of any relationship, you're like, oh gosh. Later you sent like a text, right? Like, oh, I hope when we were talking about that, I didn't come off like, right? Or um, hey, when I said that. And you're like you have all these like clarifying statements because you want to make sure that I didn't inver- inadvertently hurt you in any way, right? We do that a lot in, in, in friendships. It's it's really interesting to see because it's this day and age where we text things. And I found out that I don't text enough smiley emojis. It's hard for us uh, to kind of sort of give that immediate immediate trust to people. We want to know them a little bit better. We want to to, I don't know, have them earn it a little bit, if we're honest, right? Whether it's a new relationship, it's a new job setting where you're meeting new people, like we kind of have this, I'm going to wait and see how it all goes. And there's some self-protection in that. I don't think that that's all fundamentally wrong and we need to throw it out and just, that that could get us into some trouble. But I want to have the kind of trust that the Father has in me For the people that I come into contact with, because that's how he loves me. He loves me by trusting me, and I want to love. I want to love people the way that my father loves people. And so, how do I? How do I have a more better idea of what it means to trust and to trust well? Right. I want to have the kind of faith in people that God has in me. I want to have faith that God will continue to do what He says that He will. So I want to put my faith in people, too. So then I thought, what's the difference between faith and trust? It turns out not that much. Will you, I did a little digging for you because, I mean, Greek is not really all that exciting. Um, but the cool thing because, uh, is that it's, it's the same thing, right? So the, there's three primary translations um, for faith in Greek when we read it in Scripture, right? And so there they are. Pistis, pistos, right? These different sort of translation. And when you read in the Bible, right, it's, the, it's to trust someone or something, when it's in the adjective form, it's trusting as in trusting a person. When it's in the verb, it literally means trust. So every time you encounter faith in Scripture, you can read it as trust. Biblical trust and faith have the exact same meaning. That's awesome. That's helpful. So, so the, the, the minute I thought about those kinds of things and what it means uh, to have faith, to put faith in something, uh, I go to um, to Hebrew, right? Here's the first slide in Hebrew. If you've got a, a Bible, I would just encourage you to have that open, or if you've got a device, hop on the Wi-Fi uh, so that you can see it, because I'm going to stop, but it keeps going. Now, faith is being confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That's hard for us, right? It makes, it makes faith hard. It makes trust hard. It makes it difficult. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was invisible. Go to the next one. By fa- and then, and here's, so because of that, here's all these stories of trust, and, and, and the author reminds us time and time again, like, let me remind you about these stories of, of faith where these people put their trust in God. And God, in turn, already put their trust, his trust in them to do these things, to make all of this happen. So then by faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. And by faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. That's from the very beginning. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one that pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without trust, it is impossible to please God because everyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Next. By trust, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his trust, he commended the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with the faith. These are the heroes, right? These are the stories that we tell. If you haven't been to church in a long time, chances are you know some of these. These are all stories of trust of putting their trust in something that when you read and you pick apart the whole story, what? It is an incredible thing to have said yes to. Abraham moves his entire family and goes miles and miles from here to California because God told him to and said, I have a promise for you. By faith, by trust, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. He didn't even know where he was going. What? That is, that is trust. That is faith. That is in something that you, you cannot see, but you have a hope. You have a trust, a faith that Jesus, that, that God will, will do exactly what he says he will do. By trust, by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, whom were heirs with him for the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and whose builder is God. He just kept, they just kept putting their trust. It was this two-way thing. I, I will do these things. I have the trust that you are going to do these big things that I've called you to do. God is saying that to them. I, he, I'm putting my trust and my faith in you, and I'm asking for you to do the same. And by faith, even Sarah who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from one man, as he, sorry, I'm I'm getting older, right? (laughs) And he as good as dead came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and countless as the sand on the seashore. Faith and trust are the same thing. It's one of those things that I think that I, I understood that. But then when I when you really do swap the words out when you're thinking about it, it, it makes for a much bigger deal to me and it highlights the fact that I struggle with trust far more than I maybe even initially thought because faith and trust were different things to me. And I can't, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain that to you, but I don't know. Faith was this thing that, that you grew up with right for me I grew up with it I grew up in the church and so faith is something that we talked about, about about having faith that God will do these things but I don't know I didn't equate it with trust because the people in my life have failed me my parents who I love have had some failings right things weren't always wonderful Our life as a family unit wasn't always wonderful. Maybe your life is like that too, where it didn't turn out the way that you hoped it would for yourselves and your kids, or maybe for you. When you were a child, it didn't turn out that way, and so there's some trust stuff. I can put my faith in God. I can put my faith in in Him, but putting faith in people is difficult. Putting trust in people is difficult because what none of this says is that it doesn't say trust people who are trustworthy. That's the risky part of the gospel. That's the risky part of being a follower of Jesus. Is it's just saying I'm going to ask you to do things that are not going to make sense. And we live in a world of self-preservation that says I want to trust the things that I can um, that I can put my hands on. Uh, I want to trust trusting people is difficult because people are. Um, not constant. Maybe they're not constant in your life. Maybe the experiences that you've had with people where you've been burned, we all have those stories in friendships or in uh, other relationships or marriages or our parents or, or, or you all have your story. I don't know what that is for you, but go to that place. Remember some of that hurt feeling of where you did, you put your trust in someone and it was broken. It's hard to want to go back to that place because we carry all that that hurt inside of us, and some of us then, in turn, uh, have difficult trusting our, our Father God. We kind of put some of that, we reflect that, that mistrust back on the God that has loved us and given us his trust from the very beginning. God says, I, I care less about your motives... Because what is being offered is not more important than the one it is being offered to. I love that. I'm gonna say it again. It's it's not from a book I read, it's from Jody. She just said it in 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 our worship planning, and I was like, that, right? Krista was like, we were like, yes to that. Where can I write that to make I gotta find it back. God says I care less about motives because what is being offered is not more, important, not more important than the one it is being offered to. So what does that mean for us to be able to put our to put our trust, have generous trust with people as individuals? Maybe that means for us uh, a working out of healing of broken relationships that were broken by trust, or a willingness to go back to some of those things where we've been hurt before and say. I'm willing to go there again. I'm willing to be generous with my trust. But I think for us, what does it mean to be generous as a church body, right? To, to say that we wanna be uh, about uh, community and in community, but so often I think we often wonder like, are we gonna get taken advantage of by people, people that need something. I went to a, um, a what do you call it, a, uh, like lunch and learn kind of a thing at, um, at Love. And they had this um, flowchart, and it was called What to Do with Walk-Ins. And they were sort of using this language for the church of like, okay, if somebody comes into your church and is in need of something, of money, of gas, of whatever, what do you do? And the old sort of system in the church was to like give Love Inc. a call and figure out like, are they on your abusers list? Like, are they on your list of where they go to this and this and this and this and this? And this? And we were like, oh, that we don't like how that feels. That feels awful, right? Because they were explaining to us, and we know that when there is an immediate need in somebody's life, they will go to 17 churches to get that need met. They're not thinking about, well, I've got to wait for you to talk to your, whoever's in charge of stuff to release that to me. They're like, okay, I'm going to ask you, I don't have an answer from you, I'm going to go to the next one, and the next one, and the next one, until that immediate need of mine is met. And so they kind of wanted to change their thinking and said, how do we just be generous with our trust of people? And say that if we are following, if we have our trust in the Lord, and the Lord has his trust in us, and we are slaves to Jesus Christ, then we cannot be taken advantage of. Slaves have to do what their master bids, Right? And if we're going to be a slave to Christ, then we do what he bids. And he says to give generously. And sometimes that's finances, but a lot of times it starts with trust. How can I give in a way that's generous to go, I cannot be taken advantage of because I will give the trust away? And if I get burned, ah, can it? I don't know. Does it matter? Should it matter? I don't think so. I just don't think so. I think the things that we get all wrapped up about, I don't think they matter. I think God asks us to be reckless. Reckless and generous with the things that he has so freely given to us. Right? We're trusting people. He's trusting people to, to receive the message of salvation, and he put his trust in you. said, I'm going to use you. I could do it all on my own, but I'm not going to. I'm going to put my trust in these people, these broken people, these people that have trust issues themselves, I'm, I'm going to put that. I'm going to put that on you. And we trust each other, right? We tr- we come into this place and we try to trust that we have the best of intentions for each other, that we want to lift each other up and encourage one another, and that it's okay if you come in here and you're a mess, that you look a mess and you feel a mess, and you're you look like you just rolled out of bed and you're crying and you're whatever you. We trust that you can come into this place and not to be judged, but to be loved and received and welcomed. And I'll save a seat for you and if you're not ready to talk to anybody yet, I'm going to come and sit right next to you and make everybody leave you alone. Because you can't take any more hugs because it makes the crying keep happening. That's the trust that we want to just lavish upon each other as part of a community. That it means to to love Jesus who loves generously and trusts us generously. I want to leave you with, um, with this verse from Timothy because it just sort of sums things up for me. I'm going to read it on my screen because, like I said, it's harder. It's getting harder. But in 1 Timothy, it says this. And this is the kind of, I want to live out of this mindset, of this heart. I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has given me strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a prosecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm the worst. That puts trust in a whole different perspective. And that's the kind of trust I, I, want, us, I want us to have as individuals. It's, it's if you need to figure out a way to put your trust and your faith back in Jesus, I promise you that some of your other trust issues are going to get, start to get resolved. Not magically, but when our relationship here is better and isn't intact, then it affects the way that we do everything else. And don't forget for a second that you were the worst. It helps us. It helps us when you go into the world, into the community. It helps us to love people. It helps us to trust people to be reminded of what God has done for us. Amen? Let's pray. God, you are the best. You are simply the best. You, You love us in ways that that boggle the mind that the more and more i know of you the more clear to me it is that that of the reckless abandon that you love us with we try to figure out what it is like and we we put the we put god the father as a parent sort of figure but you don't operate that way you love us in in in, in ways that are are bigger than anything that we have here on earth and we thank you for that we thank you that you love us as we are uh, just as we are that when we come to you Um, in whatever condition um, that you will meet us there and you you will find us acceptable but that because of you we will be motivated to do things differently, to do life differently, that you'll change us, that we won't stay the same but that we will be different. Thank you for trusting us. Thank you for wanting us to be a a part of uh, the relationship that you have with the world. And I just pray that um, as as we go and we leave this place, God, that you will um, you'll point out to us in, in our lives and in our relationships the ways that we can deepen our trust, deepen our trust and our faith in you, but in our fellow human beings, that we can love people the way that you love people, and trust is so deeply a part of that. So root out those things in our heart this week and in the weeks to come and help us to, to be different, transform us, make us new, Give us new ways to think and look and act and be. Because you've done a work in us. And we thank you for it. God, I just also want to lift up Evan and Lauren to you. Um, God, we just pray for uh, for health and for strength. Um, It can be scary when you planned on one thing and then something different happens. And so God, as Lauren and Evan are in the hospital now, I just pray for the... For the doctors and the nurses, that they will know exactly what to do, Lord, that the blood pressure experience, uh, the blood pressure issues that she's having, Lord, uh, that you will just simply take those away, that you'll regulate those on their own, that she will have a, health, a healthy and safe uh, birth for her child and for her as well. God, we celebrate with them. Um, help us as a church uh, to continue to lift them up in prayer, uh, to love them and receive them when they come home, um, and to feed them and to give them meals and show them tangible ways of your amazing love for us. God, we thank you for who you are and who we get to be when we stand in the light of Jesus Christ. Is in your son's name we pray and we believe. Amen.